Hi, Patty. Hi, Ava. Hi, Lizette. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so Patty is an astrologer. She's also uh, is, uh, uh, does the tarot. Um, she's an amazing reader, extremely insightful. Uh, I have recently had a session with her, and uh, I think that uh, it added a lot of clarity and momentum to uh, some of the steps I'm taking in my life right now as we are, are in this spring season. So um, I know her work intimately well. And she's somebody who's been my client and uh, a, a friend for, gosh, Patty, I think it's been over eight years, no? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. <laughs> um, you know, before we go too far down the road, I really want to ask you first and foremost, uh, how are you? How's your son, your family? Uh, yeah, how is Patty? Um, it's interesting because there's been this sort of uh, analogy of all of us going through a transformation or kind of going into the cocoon and eventually emerging a butterfly. And I was just texting a friend, like, I feel like I'm actually living that out right now. Um, there's a word called limin uh, a word liminality, like on the threshold, um, a rite of passage before you get to where you're going. So it's kind of where I'm at mentally, I guess. And um, luckily, my family is all okay. Um, I don't know anyone personally, but I do know people that have lost family members. So it's, it's a really tough time for everyone. And how is so? How old's Raiden? He is just over two. So. I think he's a little bit like, what is going on? <laughs> uh, you being at home with him? Um, it has. Uh, you know, sometimes I think it's really hard to remember that this is so special that I get to spend so much time with him because this is not normal, you know? Um, so I have to remind myself when I want to throw him out the window sometimes. But, <laughs> you know, also I think... Um, I'm, I'm so grateful to have a reason to try to stay as optimistic as I can, or like, you know, remember that there's someone depending on me to, to keep it together, you know? Um, so yeah. I, from an astrological standpoint, you know, actually, I don't know if you've watched any of my, I think you did see my webinar, but you know, Totem's always nearby. And, and he told me right before I started this, that he wanted to know if, uh if in some way his sun sign had anything to do with how he copes with being in the house or being quarantined in a sense so you know totems a, a pisces uh and a very sensitive pisces at that and i'm a taurus and uh you know we've been we've been managing it pretty well i actually think he has a harder time with the uh the non-social than i do uh, but I was just sort of curious from an astrological standpoint, you know, what would you say as far as uh, how astrology would speak to uh, the different ways that people might cope with, with literally not being able to hug, touch, see, connect with their loved ones, you know, except through uh, video and phone. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely, if we're just looking at sun signs, there are definitely some signs that are going to have a much easier time. Like I'd say, um, you know, cancers are all about the home. The North Node is in cancer. It's like pushing us all to stay home, no matter what sign we're in. Um, let's say like Gemini, they are going to have a little bit of a harder time because they're more of like social butterflies. I mean, they might be the ones that are like texting and setting up Zoom calls like crazy to stay connected to friends. Um, Aries is so active. And so 
they're probably the ones that are still running with the masks on or trying to figure uh, indoor martial arts or something, you know? <laughs> Wait, are you huh? Aren't you Aries? I am, but um, I guess we can kind of go, if you want, if you wanted to get a free copy of your birth chart online, it actually helps to look at your moon sign and your Saturn as well. So my moon sign is actually in Capricorn, which is the hermit. So in some ways it's like totally feeding my moon sign. And then I'm, I'm having to occasionally feed my Aries side as well. So, I mean, we're all just so much more complex than our sun signs, but the sun sign is a good indicator, you know, initially of like, wait, why do I feel so crazy? You know, like, so um, it kind of helps generalize it and, you know, simplify it. Okay, so we're on that note, uh, staying on this for a moment. Um, so you said uh, sun sign, uh, moon sign, and then Saturn. Mm-hmm. Um, um, let's say, uh, is there a way that we could tell people if they printed out a chart, went online, there's so many sites that you can do that on. Um, is there a way that they can look at those three aspects and get some insight into, into how they're going through this or how to best maybe support themselves through, uh, through what we're going through through that pandemic? Yeah, if you um, get a free copy of your chart, you can look for the little um, moon symbol and then it'll be in a sign. And that's actually like your emotional needs, your emotional habits. And that will, looking at that sign in conjunction with your sun sign will kind of give you more of a um, layered way of feeding yourself um, emotionally, mentally, physically. And then your Saturn, is, and Saturn is a huge part of everything that's going on right now, but he's also where uh, you would look for the little Saturn emblem. It's usually brown, a little cross with a little like tail on it. You could also, they can Google the Saturn, symbol for Saturn. Like if they just right, right. a symbol, you can find an image of it online and that will help you if you're looking at your chart. Yeah. And so if you look for that symbol um, and you, you can Google it, obviously, as Asa said, but you look at the sign that that's in as well. And um, that's where your like life work is, you know, um, the, like if you have Saturn and Leo, um, which I have, you know, you need to, you need to create, you need to be creative. And if you starve that, you know, and you have a very cranky Saturn. If you have a Saturn in Aries, you need to really work at Aries themes, you know, the, the physicality or like leadership or pioneering, like it's how can you show up for yourself every day? You know, you can feed each one, you know, once a day and like kind of move on. That can be sort of your routine to feed yourself and your own needs. So is there a place that people can sort of quickly reference like Saturn in this sign sort of dictates this are there are there books or anything you would or even like is it viable to google like saturn and leo are you going to find you know some basic information that might give somebody an insight um you will i i'll say um if you want something kind of that basic like um cafe astrology has so much information on it um also astrology.com they have a ton of information rick levine's site um star iq um i think he also does tarot.com um, he's a fantastic astrologer and he has also a website with all of the ways you can kind of combine it together. So shifting gears off of this, uh, I want to know, did astrology uh, in any way show us that this was coming? Yes, very much. I mean, people, astrologers have been talking about 2020 for years now. I think um, it was, it, it's funny because last year, one of uh, Rick Levine, the same astrologer, he was like the most important transit 
of 2019 is 2020. <laughs> you know, like it was like the buildup to this year because this year is, is very significant for multiple reasons. And how specific is that transit? Like what did it, what, what was that transit speaking? Um, so astrology is really like, I, I always think about it like cycles. So like cycles and circles that are all kind of like interacting with each other, you know, and sometimes they all overlap kind of close to each other or sometimes there's a little bit of space. And 2020 happens to be where like a 40 year cycle, a 20 year cycle, a 30 year cycle, a two year cycle, all these things are converging in the same year. Um, so it's really intense, you know, like there's so much change. Let's slow that down. So there's a 40 year, 20 year, 30 year, and a two year cycle. Yeah, and a 13 year cycle. It's all happening in 2020. Wow, and during these months or about the whole year, how is that spread out? Um, it started in January. Um, and, you know, I really wanna like make the point that like none of these things are, I think sometimes people think about these things as like happening in a vacuum, but they're all building on like what's happened in the previous cycles, how we adjusted as humanity and like as a society of them. Uh, what's that thing you always say that's like um, same lesson, different level? Same. Life is like a spiral staircase. Same lesson, yeah. new level. Same lesson, new level. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they go so high on the, the spiral staircase that looking down, you don't even recognize the original lesson that, that it started with. But but the fact of the matter is one just leads into the other and leads into the other. So it's it's the constant coming back to it. And hopefully we don't squash our spiral staircase into same lesson, same lesson, same lesson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that depends, right? Sometimes we do. So that's kind of why, you know, it's not only all of these, these cycles all happening within 2020. Um, it's also that they're all happening in like one, one sign. So if you look at a, like a birth chart or like a natal chart, it's like 12 pieces and they're all like designated to each sign, like Aries, Taurus, you know, you go through, but they're all happening in Capricorn. You know, so it's like, not only is it all in a concentrated amount of time, but it's in a concentrated amount of airspace, you know, it's all within the sign of Capricorn. So this is really um, fucking crazy, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so all in one sign, Capricorn, and um, you said January, but I'm curious, was there stuff happening around, I mean, you know, we know that like our government and there were certain conversations happening in November, um, uh, you know, was there anything happening there astrologically? Like, or does it really lean? I mean, I, you know, the thing I always think with astrology is, is that those influences, we're talking about these massive objects, right? Influencing. Uh, so we have to remember that, that there's an echo to that, right? Just because it says it happens at this moment doesn't mean you don't feel that before. But I'm just curious, what, would, uh, what was going on astrologically at the end of, the, uh, at the end of 2019? I mean, I think the, the biggest thing was that, um, so in Jan mid-January, um, uh, sorry, Saturn and Pluto met up in the sky. And Saturn takes third, 29 years, 30 years to go around the zodiac. Pluto takes like 250 years. So as yeah. it's getting... Explain that, that 250-year cycle, just for a minute. You're, you're really talking about a trip around the sun. Mm -hmm. um, through each of the signs, you know, like it take, like Pluto takes anywhere, it has a very elliptical orbit. So it takes anywhere from like 14 to 30 years to go through a sign. And um, 
Saturn is like two and a half years in a sign. So, you know, they're kind of doing their own thing. And then Saturn's like building up to meet up with Pluto. And, you know, it's not like, oh, just January 12th. It's like the buildup as they're, they're getting closer. It's almost like you can feel the, the magnetic pull like growing. And it's like, it's, you know, it's starting. It's like most powerful as is leading up to when they meet up, you know. Wow. So we have a 250 year cycle and a 29 year cycle connecting mm -hmm. at the same time. And that happened in January. Mm -hmm. So here's something interesting. Um, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal that I was reading. And it said that uh, we had members of our embassy that were going into uh, Wuhan and into their, uh, the Wuhan Institute of uh, Virology. And, and they were sending warnings over, over cable, by the way, which is so strange. According to the article, they said cables. I'm like, really? They were sending cables? But that was the strangest part. Cables <laughs> um, to the, uh, to back home to say that, uh, that they were doing um, experiments and, uh, and lab tests with bats and looking at um, the coronavirus and bats and its ability to sort of transfer over to humans and all of that. And this was in January of 2018, they started to send these cables back to the US. Uh, they were saying that, they, wait, let me finish, this is really wild. They were saying then that the lab, even though it was A-rated, one of the labs, um, it was, they weren't really able to handle it. They weren't properly trained. There was concern about spread of uh, coronavirus from bats to humans that would come actually out of the laboratory. And then in March of 2018, I think it was the last of their warnings at that time, but they, they sort of like doubled down on stressing the point. Um, but largely, obviously it got ignored uh, till now, but it was directly related to bats and the coronavirus and Wuhan. So I'm curious, uh, January to March 2018, in relationship to now. Your turn. Oh my God, what a mind fuck, because that's when, so the other thing is um, Saturn's biggest job in Capricorn, this go around in Capricorn, um, Saturn's biggest appointment was with Pluto. That was the only thing he was really in Capricorn. To, we're saying like, that's like the most important thing he was there to do. So he entered Capricorn in January of 2018. You know, so as soon as he enters the same sign that Pluto was sitting in, you can already start to like see the rumblings of like what's going to happen when they actually do meet up on January 12th of 2020. That's crazy, Asa. <laughs> uh, and then isn't there a whole eclipse cycle also? Yeah, um, it's interesting. There are a lot of astrologers that do like um, geographical, um, you know, astrology and also looking at where the eclipses are. And uh, there was, do you guys remember that one um, in 2017, August of 2017, it went over the United States. Um, it was right on Donald Trump's ascendant. Everyone's like, what's going to happen? Um, but that was the one where everyone flew to the middle of the country because the eclipse was, you could see it in totality. Um, I actually flew out to Kansas City to see that one. And um, it, I was um, looking into it and the length of totality is how long that eclipse is effective for wherever it takes place. So it was five and a half minutes. Um, and 
So that means five and a half years. So that was August of 2017. And then we also look at the eclipses that were happening in December of 2019, like just a few months ago, right before this coronavirus thing happened. Those happened over Asia. It like started in um, Saudi Arabia and it was like just under China, but it was like over Asia. The ones this summer are directly over China. Like, um, you know, we have three, um, there's, uh, it's June and July. So, you know, that's, there's also these other cycles that are linked to what happened in January and March that are happening in a, a similar way in the fall. And that's really made me be like, um, I kind of feel like there's going to be more, you know, and it's backed by science, but like, I feel like there's going to be more outbreaks. So yeah, those eclipses are also kind of showing us, um, we can look at how they took place and then apply that to what might happen. You know, we're playing with potentials here. So, um, well, that actually one of my questions, you know, are there any predictions that astrology has, you know, as far as going forward, you know, um, and, you know, in, in what way would you say astrology informs us with what's coming, right? Not necessarily that it has to be a literal prediction, but what, in what way would you say we can be informed as far as the next, this cycle that we're going through? Like, does it give us an idea of how long when this cycle, when we should be coming out of it? Uh, yeah, anything you have to add to that? Yeah, um, I think based on the way the planets are moving, there is something very significant happening on the winter solstice this year um, on December 21st. And that's, um, a 20 year cycle that's starting again, you know, um, and we're kind of going through these different phases of it through the year. Um, so I'd say around December 21st, but the reality is we have a very um, financial transit that starts next year, you know, and I think that has a lot to do with like, how is the economy going to rebuild? It did show a little bit of like economic volatility. Um, but, you know, these are things we've gone through before. So we can look back at the last time Saturn and Uranus had connections and be like, okay, last time there was a square, like what year was that? What was going on that year? Um, you know, and like what we have this year, it relates to the 2008 recession, you know, so this is all happening at the same time, but. Um, so that's what's happening right now, you're saying. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think things, we can expect things to start to calm down, like in March of next year, but there's still a lot of the economy to deal with. And there are so many different predictions. And one thing I've, I've like realized um, is that there's no fixed outcome. You know, we, what we do now actually affects how things go in the future. So yes, the astrology shows that maybe there are outbreaks, but how prepared are we going to get now for that then? Uh, whether it's mentally, whether it's the healthcare system, because um, that will affect that outcome. So there's, you know, I think people get like, um, oh, am I going to this or is this going to happen because astrology says, and it's like, no, we're, you know, that's just the energy coming in, but how are you going to work with it? What are you going to do with it? What are you willing to learn from it and change based on the lessons that the planets are trying to tell you? So there are some predictions, but overall, I think we have to remember that we have such a huge part to play in this as well, and that there is no fixed outcome. I don't think the world is ending, so, you know, what are we going to do then? <laughs> I like uh, Carolyn, Carolyn Casey always says, uh, let's, not, let's not get down into phobic astrology here. Uh, <laughs> so, 
she calls when people get into these like absolute predictions like you know oh you have this squaring this you'll never have love like stay away from that kind of prediction you know these are yeah yeah like you say what are you willing to do to open that door um just circling back on this okay because you say march of of 2021 and i don't know about anybody else but i think there's a big like oh shit um you know <laughs> that's a long <laughs> so i want to back that up uh and, and talk break this down a little bit okay so uh and and again you know these aren't things you have to have an answer for i'm, I'm interested in uh what you've observed you know uh and if you haven't please by all means just say i haven't but i'm looking at um uh, different areas that we're going through right so let's take uh the economy you started to address that so you know i think what you're saying is astrologically the economy is this is going to go on for a while and it will stay shaky and probably uh, continue to have hiccups. And, and not only through the rest of this year, but you're also implying uh, in next year, you know, during 2021 as well, that there's sort of like, it's not gonna be just a fast shoot up, but like there's a process to that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, uh, but I'm gonna ask you like, you know, so we sort of dropped you know, we, we just plummeted right into this. We all got sent home, our jobs got taken away, like so much has just got shut down. Um, is there a point, because I, I sort of find with astrology also, not only is it not necessarily just predictive, I find it not to be a black and white process, right? So it sort of says, yes, you're gonna be facing these money challenges, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we're all depressed in our finances throughout the whole year it, it kind of sort of depends and there's different opportunities it sort of means that we're we might be working to rebuild this or getting things going and, and we're sort of in that process right it means that it's not like you're going to hit a button and you're on the other side um so where is that turn start do you think I have opinions, but i'm curious sort of if you have any on that mm. i mean is that as simple as that turn starts when we stop being quarantined or is there more of a astrological like no, no 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 wait certain things have to take place energetically before we, we start to see that you know um i think no matter what there will be like financial volatility but you know i think this goes back to like we can't just come out of this and be like okay, back to business as usual. Like, I'm just going to go back to my normal life. And maybe in some ways we do, because then we're out of quarantine, we go back to our work or whatever. But in other ways, this is pushing for massive change, you know, not just on a societal or government level, but like on a personal level um, as well. So how soon are we willing to be flexible and to adapt and change you know, like how, and I think that will help determine how volatile things are. Like how, how willing are we to adapt to what's happening to, to the different circumstances, you know, to the different needs, um, to our different needs, you know? I love hearing you say this, because this is what I, I think. I think that we have a lot of say in that, in, in what, um, how quickly we start to feel some any force of stabilization depends on how quickly we're able to adapt and grow, not just uh, individually, but also collectively as a culture, as a society. Um, and then in relationship with other cultures and other societies, right? It's, yeah. it's this is, um, you know, what we haven't talked about yet is this is such a global reset. 
you know, and I do think astrology has really spoken about this global reset in 2020. You know, I think that it has been sort of speaking to like the old system is 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 changing, it's ending. Like there's not space for that old system the same way, and it's going to have to become a new. And I think astrology has been pointing at that since the 90s in many ways. You know, we've been looking at that direction. Do you agree? By the way, yeah, yeah, and I think maybe since. Um... I mean, it's funny that you bring up the 90s because um, Man, that's... it was a roll show and I was there. You what? <laughs> I said it was a rock and roll show and I was there. <laughs> but um, also in 1990-91, we're having that same um, cycle. That's what's happening this year. Saturn moving into Aquarius, taking us into the future. Last time he was in Aquarius was... I don't know why I give them all genders. I'm 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 not um, I'm not totally with it yet. Come on, bring it on. <laughs> but last time Saturn was in Aquarius was in like 1990. That's the last time he entered. You know, so we're revisiting some of those. Um, how far into the future? How innovative are we going to get? How how much are we going to try to reach utopia? How much are we going to care about everybody because everybody matters? You know, Aquarius is really a very humanitarian sign of like brotherhood and sisterhood like we all matter the power is in the people you know what i mean so this is a very exciting so yeah the 90s thing is funny and this is an exciting time for all of us who are kind of like dude what the fuck government you know like what the hell you know what i mean yeah well but i think you know government is also i mean yes there's the mess of the government let's just acknowledge that <laughs> <laughs> It's also the mess of human beings where, you know, we have, I mean, even in our society, we've been clinging to the old form. You know, we've been clinging to stuff, money, capitalism, like anchored in, and, and I'm not anti-capitalist by the way, um, but I, I am anti the greed approach to capitalism. And, and I think that, uh, I think there are good people that may be operating in, in energy that's closer to greed than they realize you know, just by being so oriented with the need for their, just the stuff orientation, you know, the more and more and more is, is what makes life worth living, you know, instead of being about connection and being about, you know, our relationships and, and the value that we have to bring. So that's my next question. What is, what does service have to do with, uh, from the planet's perspective, with what we're going through, with being of service or giving, uh, giving to your community? Uh, do the planets say anything about that as far as with, with what we're going through right now? You know, I'd say the closest thing is, um, again, the Saturn and Aquarius, you know, and, and also um, Mars is a much faster planet that goes like around the sun once every two years. That's a two year cycle. So both of them are, are in Aquarius and they're both the, the action and the work, you know, like the work of this social like society. And they're really pushing us to, I just keep saying the future because I'm like, you know, we have to, we have to change, you know, I, it's interesting. There was another thing I was um, thinking about where it was like, this is all just pushing so much for change because if we look at like the crazy fires in Australia, they happened, got put out, nothing changed. All these warnings about climate change. Yes, a lot of us care about it deeply, but nothing is really changing. If anything, we're, we're going backwards in a lot of ways. And so um, sometimes I'm like, does it take something as drastic as 
COVID-19 to come in and be like, wake up and change, you know, like, wake up. Is this really the, the life that you want? You know, is this, I mean, isn't it hilarious that we're all staying home now? I haven't bought anything but groceries and wine, you know, like I haven't bought anything on Amazon really, except for like stuff for my kid. And it's really made me be like, I want to get rid of as much as possible, you know, like I don't need all of this stuff. Like, so it's kind of forcing us maybe in totally different ways to like reevaluate, like. I'll tell you, huh? the only thing I would argue with the, the, not argue, but just say to the, to your point, I've definitely thought the same thing. Like, why aren't we doing more to change? But at the same time, in a sense, I mean, there's so many of us, right? And there's, because of the way the old system has been, most human beings are, are in some form of survival mode or another. I mean, in many ways, you know, the way we live on earth as humans, you know, for, for a large majority of the population, isn't much different than it was all the way back to caveman days. It's just the ways that we survive and the ways that we get our food and our partnerships and our home and shelter has changed. But, but sort of where we're living from and the, 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 the amount of focus that's been put on that has been very much the same for centuries. And, uh, and I think, you know, when you're in that mode and you see these things happen, like the Australian fires, in some ways, you know, it's isolated, it's not global. And even though it affects the globe and we know it, we also, people feel powerless and they're busy getting to their next job. How do I do more? Also trying to figure out ways to be creative and also, you know, not to build their dreams as well, right? At the same time. So they're sort of balancing that. And I think a lot of, of what we needed and why we needed COVID-19 before we're seeing some of the awareness and the change that, that I think not only that we are already seeing, but I think we're going to see is because it affected everybody. You know, we all went home and it's a, and we couldn't go to work and we can't just do the same old. And so it's giving us the opportunity to actually say, you know, what actually really does matter and how do we create that, you know, collectively. And I, th I think that's why some people are scared about the pop politicians and what they're going to do next, actually, you know, <laughs> Um, and that it'll get from our politicians get too because they do have to deal with the economy but that it'll get too pushed into let's get back to business as usual that there is no transformation out of this but I think it's going to be a lot harder because it I think that's where maybe the slowdown of the planets is too that we're not going to get to get back to business so quickly you know why mm -hmm. well because you know for as much as we all feel a certain way now humans can adjust to comfort super fast right you know um, I mean, obviously there are people that are gonna come out of this traumatized and certain kinds of anxiety and there are people who are losing loved ones and that for sure is not gonna be something they're gonna get over fast. But I do think as far as in society and moving, we can sort of accept the status quo very quickly if they if they get us there too fast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Um, I mean, we see that playing out in the news. I don't check the news that much anymore, but what I have checked, I'm like, oh yeah, he's just, he's worried about his reelection, you know, and the, it's not about the people and their health and the safety. Like it's coming from such a, a point of view that I don't really, I don't really understand, but we won't go too far into that. Yeah. Well, and whether you're, you're supporting Trump or anybody else, I'm also saying, you know, that, that there's still an old guard consciousness in politics as a whole. And there's still a, how do we get things back to normal as fast as possible? And I think, you know, I think there's a place where uh, that makes sense. There's a place where obviously we want to get people back to work and get certain things moving. But but the key is, where's the leaders? Where are the leaders that are going to say, you know what, We're, we are going to stabilize and we want to get you back to work and we want to get things moving. But 
let's really think about who we are as a culture and who we are as a society and, and not just who we are now, but who we want to be. You know, who do we, who do we want to be as a, as a whole? You know, whatever our differences are. You know, I have worrying, dif difference, uh, worrying differences in my consciousness, in my own mind and body. I fight with myself about different things like we all do. Uh, but somehow I, I still work on ASA as a whole and who do I want to be in the world? You know, and it doesn't mean I'm not still working on parts of myself that don't agree with me. You know, we as a, as a culture, as a whole, we have a, a collective consciousness. Um, so I think that this is driving us towards addressing that, you know? Um, yeah. And that's interesting that you bring up the point about like, the different parts of you coming into ASA as a whole. Um, Cause yeah, like going back to Caroline Casey, referring to like all of the planets in the chart being like, um, this is our inner democracy, you know, like each planet needs some airtime. Like is your Mercury getting airtime or do you not listen to your Saturn ever? You know, there are all these different, we are all such multifaceted people and it's just visually represented in the chart. Um, it's almost like a, a guide map to all those different parts of yourself. So yeah, and then, but you're you as a whole person. And I think um, one of the big things I've thought about a lot with this, with the symbolism of Pluto and Saturn coming together is like, um, Pluto is death and rebirth, transformation. Um, words we throw around a lot, but they're actually really big deals, you know? And then Saturn is um, structures, the death and rebirth of structures. You know, if we kind of play with the keywords and um, this is a time of, you know, and I've thought a lot about borders even because this, 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 this virus is like crossing borders. It's just went everywhere, you know, and if we think about, um, what happened when Pluto and Saturn were in opposition in the sky, because in January they were came together, but that was actually 2001, it was 9-11. Um, and that was a huge, like all the borders went up, you know, and like all the lines were there to divide everyone. And like it, and now they came together and they've put together this, um, the, when they come meet together in the sky, it's actually very associated with plagues and war because um, it's about what is going to reorganize society, restructure society, you know, and they've come together and they've, they've brought us this, this virus that um, it kind of crosses all borders. Borders don't matter. And then you start to think about, what about the borders in our cells on a, a cellular level? Like, what are we actually gonna do about health after this? Like, this disease is actually very democratic and it's showing so many flaws, like why certain races or um, certain classes, um, I mean, certain uh, like lower income groups or whoever, you know, it's showing the big flaws in how we're educating them and how we're feeding them, you know, and, and they're actually in such poor health that this is ravaging through their communities. So like, you know, I've thought about the borders on a cellular level, like there are those as well. And what are we doing to strengthen them? Like, what are we, you know, it's like so even bigger picture than like, what's my real vision for my life? It's like, also like, how am I going to build that up too? Cause those are borders as well. Not in like a keep out, but in like, Hey, let's, let's build up our immunity. Let's keep safe. Like what are even the borders inside and like our organs and all of that? I mean, you can kind of like take this concept and go like wherever with it. But um, I think there are just so many different ways that we can look at like, yeah, show it more authentically, but also like, you know, thinking about these lines and, and these structures and like, how are they being shifted on a, from a cellular level to a societal level, to a global level, you know, to a species level, like. Um, Wait, on this note, uh, that you're bringing up 
let's talk a little bit about uh, self-care, right? Because people were, were individually dealing with this. So, um, you know, realizing that our borders maybe aren't quite as solid in our body and our immune system as we thought. And, and, and even though obviously we know we can get sick and certain things can happen, but this is just so different, right? It's, it's, a, it's a different kind of vulnerability. So um, are there things that you would say from an, you know, you know, and I'm not putting on the spot as like a medical or whatever, but from an astrological standpoint, are there ways to strengthen our ability to, to stay healthy, to strengthen our immune system? You know, are there things that, that you would say from an astrological perspective, or is that just too in, uh, individual chart-wise to be able to comment on? Um, well, first thing, Asa, I'm a doctor on the side. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think it really kind of depends on um, signs. There's like medical astrology and each sign is associated with a different part of the body. But I would say generally, like I've thought about the symbolism a lot and it's a respiratory, um, you know, virus. So, and I think um, sometimes I'm just like, <gasps> you know, and it's like just breathe and i mean it can be as simple as that you know just like breathing um i mean generally i think media breaks are a good idea and it just kind of you know we have so much time and space to actually sit there and breathe for five minutes you know so it's almost like if i were to give a blanket thing um and it would be just kind of based on the virus it would just be to breathe i mean taking time to stop and breathe mm -hmm. the other part I'm going to add is I do think, you know, um, so from what you're saying, also from what I've looked at myself with astrology, I do think that astrology is saying this is about community. This is about the collective. This is about coming together. And that's a part of that borders coming down. Right. And so if that's what it's about, it's like, you know, remember like where we put our consciousness is, is it's a vote. You know, one of my, one of my teachers, uh, says that, um, and she'll say, you know, uh, she'll say, what do you vote for? And, and think about the choices you're making. Think about the purchases you're making. Think about the television that you're watching and realize like with everything you do, it's a vote. So I think one of the ways of strengthening our health is, is making sure that what we vote for in our actions, uh, in our shopping and, and the things that we're doing, that it's in alignment with what we choose to vote for, right? Like what we, with what we, sorry, in alignment with, with, uh, our values, what we want for, the, for ourselves, for our family, for our community, and for the world. I think that that's, I, th I think that's the part is realizing like, your immune system isn't just about taking care of you. Like even realize like, you know, there's a chance that enough of us get this virus and we'll become more immune to it, right? And we're gonna have a better system for it. Like, you know, it's not individual. So what do you join in with? How do you connect with your community and, and how do you strengthen that? and realize that it, you're doing that, even if you're sitting there watching some shit news on that television and yelling at it and screaming at it and being so engaged or so um, angry at it, that you actually, that that becomes the powerful force in your being, right? Like it's really important, don't get me wrong, uh, to be aware. I mean, I was reading the Wall Street Journal, right? I got you uh, uh, <laughs> had news on an article. Like, it's not that I'm saying don't look at news, but I am saying, you know, if the president's not your guy and you're looking at the president and you're just hating him and letting him, yourself hate him to the level where that's all you feel, in, feel inside you, then you're voting for that hate in a sense. You've given yourself over mm -hmm. to it. So I think a part of also during this time shifting our immune system is 
how do I actually uh, effectively, you know, or uh, how do I sort of maintain my health, my, my power, my energy, like my, what I choose to vote for, what's in my values, and also stand up to what I think is not of value or shouldn't exist, right? And, and the way we've always done it in the past is through hating it, judging it, attacking it. And I think we have to find new ways to do that, you know, which of course is gonna be hard because the system we're going up against is still in the old ways, right? So it's, it's uh, you know, I don't necessarily know how we're gonna do that, but I know that there's, there's a way that we have to sort of do that. And we can, it starts with us at home, I think, during this time, what do you vote for? Where yeah. How do you vote? It's, um, what's that quote? Um... Literally vote. <laughs> huh? I said, and by the way, also literally, when the time comes, if you have something to say, get out and vote. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but, but also with our consciousness. Sorry, you started to say something. Yeah, what, um, I can't remember who said this, um, or maybe it's just a general thing, but what you focus on grows or where you place your focus that grows. Um, yeah, I think that metaphysics, I think we've been saying that, right? So many different teachers have said that, like your mm -hmm. attention is a great big microscope. Where you place it, that's what you're gonna get magnified back at you. Um, and, uh, and so that's for sure. Right. But I think it's, but I think that's a broad term. I'm saying we have to really recognize like, you know, like what is your response to what you're watching or what you're doing? What is happening in you, you know, and not to say that that means if you're having a negative reaction, that you have to run away from it. You know, maybe, maybe it's limiting how much time you give it, but also maybe it's actually stopping and saying, Oh, wait, how do I care for myself in this? How do I see that in the world? And how do I actually do something, whether it's, it's going against that? Like, how do, I, how do I engage in a way that feeds me? Because, because otherwise, I'm just eating their cancer. Yeah. Oof. I don't want to eat their cancer. <laughs> it's, I think it's, you know, I think it's deeper than just like, oh, yeah, what you, you know, put your attention on. It's like, right, in every moment. You know, whether that's on your television, whether it's in your job, like in these moments. And, and, and we can't always necessarily act in the moment on, on what we're responding to. Um, but we can become more conscious. In how we yeah. That's it makes a huge difference. If it comes back to being present, you know, which of course right now we're all sort of home and much more present than we've been in the past, you know. Can you take that? I need more light. I just realized I'm in the dark. Can we turn this on? Yeah. Michael's in the room here and I'm having him turn the light because I realize I'm so dark. And there you go. <laughs> you can actually see me. Uh, <laughs> it was, I was mysterious. Talking to you, I didn't realize that I was, I had like gone into the dark as the sun went down. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> you got it. Looks great. Thanks, Michael. Um, anyway. Uh, anyways, yeah. So I think that that has to do, sorry, I, I didn't mean to take us off on that subject, except for I think it does have to do with that self-care, how we care about ourselves. It's also how we take care of our energy and our internal energy and how do we engage in the things that are important to us and not deny those other parts, but also not let the darker side just take over. And this is all about looking at our shadow. And um, that's very much Pluto, the, the one of the big planets this year that, I mean, we're all having Pluto transits this year, essentially. And, it's about confronting those fears, looking at the shadow, um, acknowledging it, not letting it control you by, um, you know, when you don't confront it or when you don't 
like address your fears, they actually control everything that you do, you know, and Pluto doesn't, I always say this, but Pluto does not play, <laughs> you know, like he's a serious planet and again, the he, but um, it's a serious planet. And I think um, that's where, I think that's where this whole call to authenticity also is as well. You know, like what keeps us from living in that authentic place? You know, um, I think everyone is going through that on a, um, on different levels. You know, just yesterday I had a reading with a client. I think she might be on the, uh, the thing, but, um, she had personal planets right at the point where Pluto and Saturn met up, you know, and it was just like time for change, you know, like what is this next version of you? Like, it's not even saying like, you've been a fake person this whole time and now it's time to be real. It's like, no, you've grown and evolved. Now it's time to make your life match with how you have evolved, you know? Um, I don't know how this ended up here, Asa. I felt like the authentic thing related to what you were saying. I think it does. I think it's about being authentic, not only externally and in our behavior, but authentic in our relationship with ourselves. You know, that's what I was talking about, actually, in an authentic connection so that our actions, our choices, and everything, that it's, it's actually feeling, it's in, it's in alignment as to the level that we're able to be with ourselves with who we are and who we choose to be in the world and with what we want for our world. Again, going back to for our families, for our neighbors, our community and for the world, you know, and realizing all of those. Um, so one of the things that, that I've, you know, there's definitely generational patterns, right? Like we have different patterns with millennials and Gen X and right there are these patterns. And I think sometimes those patterns are also uh, astrologically influenced and, and, there's definitely, I think the younger generation doesn't, doesn't want the same old thing in the same old world that, that they want us to hand them off a better world. I cannot tell you how often I hear parents telling me that their kids are calling them out like, you know, and say, being like, like, you guys left us a mess. Like, this is, this is scary and I'm not happy. And, and it, it's your generation and before that did this, you know, um, and, and I'm not, just talking about bratty kids and talking about sincere conversations, you know? So I'm curious as far as, you know, can you talk about astrology on some of these generations, what's been going on with them generationally? Yeah, um, you know, there, we have the personal planets, which is like the sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars. And then we have the social planets, which are Jupiter and Saturn. And then we have the generational planets, which are um, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. And, um, you know, like Uranus is seven years, Neptune is 14 years around the sun, Pluto is like 14 to like 32 or 33 years. And I'd say the, the Pluto, um, because that's the biggest cycle um, and it stays the longest in a sign, that is one of the really big indicators of sort of like the, um, the big thing with that generation, you know, like, and when Pluto goes through a sign, it kind of like destroys and rebuilds the themes of that sign. Um, so right now it's in Capricorn. It's, it's like finishing up the Capricorn um, journey in 2023. So it's been coming in and being like, uh, this, whatever is like not, um, whatever is not in, um, you know, Pluto's all about evolution. So whatever is not in highest evolution or like the highest form, you know, it's time to like break it down. That's why it's been very interesting. I'm very curious to see how, what's going on with the government or even how the government controls like so much of the other stuff that affects everything. But like, 
um, the old boys club that's like leading everything, the big business. So um, there is a real breakdown in like traditional structures, you know, and I think kids born in the Pluto and Capricorn era starting in 2008 until um, 2023, they're, I'm not going to they're not going to be like anarchists, you know, but I don't think they're, I, I think there's going to be um, either, you know, it's like either very um, compulsively into that sign because of the fear of the breakdown of that sign or like the consciousness to want to break that down. Like, you know, fuck these old structures. These things don't mean anything. They don't serve anybody, you know, and Pluto and Sagittarius, um, which was just before Capricorn, that's when we really saw a huge shift in the media and in the internet, you know, and how information was disseminated. Um, Sagittarius rules publishing, um, you know, the wide sharing of knowledge, um, religious thought, you know, I, I think that's when all the stuff with the, the Catholic church came out also, you know, like kind of, it, it like really exposes the flaws of that sign as it goes through um, and helps to like break it down and rebuild it. Uh, so many magazines went under, you know, so it's like, there are all these shifts in like um, consciousness per generation and sort of like what they as a generation um, want to change. And it's around the themes of that sign. Pluto and Libra is when it was all about um, relationships, you know, like uh, I think that was in the eighties and it was like, that's, that was the last time Pluto and Saturn met up. That was the AIDS epidemic, you know, but um, it was like redefining relationships, redefining what is considered a relationship. Um, can so a woman so, be on her own, you know? So were there, uh, were there um, different houses that it was in at that time that, that sort of influenced how it impacted our society then as opposed to now? Like what's, how is it different than that time? You brought up the last, if the last time was during the AIDS epidemic, right? Right. Uh, which is, wow, interesting virus, you know? Um, but are there ways that it's different in the way that it's manifesting now than then planetarily? Um, I think the sign difference makes a huge difference because that will show what the general theme is. Um, and also, um, there, there are a few different versions of the U.S. chart. So that's kind of like a little bit fuzzier. But what makes this time really significant, like I said, is like not only did that cycle happen, but all these cycles are, uh, cycles are happening together within this year. So this year is even maybe that's why it's global, you know, and that's why it's like, we can't figure this out. Well, I guess they couldn't really figure out AIDS either at the time, but they also didn't want to pay attention to it because it was in a specific part of the population that like the government, you know, or the, the powers that be didn't really want to pay attention to. So it was almost like exposing this, um, this thing that, that maybe people didn't want to address, people were afraid of, you know, like, so, it's, it's really interesting how the symbolism plays out throughout history, you know? But some of that's happening now, too. You know, they're just trying to get back to business as usual. They're, you, know, they're, you know, let's see, we've tried to make it a Chinese disease. We tried to marginalize it that way. Um, you know, I got, I got called. I was like racist. There were racists right outside of my apartment building. And they like said some pretty awful things to me and my sister. And this was like a week and a half ago. You know, I was just like, great. You know, it's like kind of bringing up that fear and that ugliness, you know, and exposing it a little bit, bringing it out. sad to hear that. I'm not surprised because I've been hearing about it, um, but I'm really sorry to hear it. Uh, and the ignorance, by the way. <laughs> 
You're not Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh, yeah, different country. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, so they've tried to sweep it under the rug that way. Uh, but I also think even just trying to get back to business as usual, I think the other way is, is another way of trying to say like, oh, let's just ignore this. We're going to tell you we're going to do better. Now we know how to better respond in the future. So we're okay. And, and it's, it's really important that we don't allow that hap to happen, that individuals don't allow that to happen. Uh, I think that's one of the big things right now. We have more of a voice than we ever have uh, through the internet, through, uh, uh, we have more awareness than we've ever had. We have, uh, our community is global um, and, and our ability to impact is global. And I think that it's so important that we work, you know, work globally, act, lo you know, work globally, act locally, uh, what they always said, but <laughs> they've been saying for years, but to actually get engaged in whatever way we can and uh and not allow that to happen um so I, we're, we've been going for a while and i do have another question but i also want to open up if people have questions uh you can send through to the chat and uh and we'll, we'll uh, take some questions for patty if you want um wait can so, i add one thing Asa? Yeah. yeah and then i have another question for you before we're going to take them but yes so um i think the interesting thing is that you know, so much of the focus has really been on like, okay, this is what's happening. Global transformation, massive transformation, you know, government is re being restructured. But the, um, I think sometimes what gets lost in the noise is that we each, every single one of us has 22 to 24 degrees Capricorn, where all of this activity is happening. It's in our own charts. We have this like acupressure point in our charts. It's sitting in this particular part of um, our life and it's like it's time for change you know so it's it's really also um i'm trying to i guess like really relate it to the micro like this is our own personal evolution and our own personal transformation because that's how society really evolves you know that's how big changes happen because this point is affecting each one of us and we have a different job to do you know and that's really shown in your chart like um I've seen it recently in clients where it's like on a foundational level, other people it's like in their health, you know, other people it's like massive changes in their relationships and how they relate and partner, you know? So um, I, I feel like there's a way that astrology can even tell you what your role in this, this revolution is, you know, like the, there's a way that you can, you can look at where that's sitting in your chart and be like, okay, this is where I really need to, to like, change to show it more authentically and then also you know that's what's happening on a global level as well um so wait, we are so all parts of this you know so uh for people who want to dive into that you're saying get your astrology chart out if you don't know go get a reading if you can an astrology reading and look at this uh 24 degrees saturn uh, uh, 22 to 24 degrees capricorn uh 22 to 24 degrees Capricorn and where that is in your chart. And that will tell you uh, how to go through this. Mm -hmm. That's like the key, like what's, what needs to be changed? What, what are you transforming right now? What are you evolving, restructuring, rebalancing, rebuilding? You know, like that's, um, maybe it's how you communicate. So, uh, so just, uh, so obviously I'm going to give your information out later, but, but
but just say that one more time. If you're going to your own astrologer, if you're, if you're going to, you know, I highly recommend having a session with Patty. I'll give you the info at the end, but also if you have your own astrologer that you like and you want to go there, what would you suggest again that they ask their astrologer to look at? Um, so, where is, where is 22 to 24 degrees Capricorn? What house is it in? Um, is it, like making, is it touching any of the other planets? Cause that's also very significant, you know, like if it's sitting on your rising sign or right at your career point or, um, you know, what is it touching? Remember where mine was? Um, yes, wait, I, well, I know in theory, but I'd have to actually look at your chart because it depends on where you're born, how evenly it's distributed. Right, yeah, I was just trying to give an example, but that's all right. Um, oh wait, I'll give a personal example. So um, mine is in my, it happened in the um, area of creative self-expression and it was actually touching my career line, like making this aspect to it. And um, I was like, when I saw that a while ago, I was like, oh wow, okay, it's, it's time to, I haven't been happy in fashion for a while, you know, but it's New York, it's expensive, the money's good, it's easy. And I, I was in it and Right after Pluto and Saturn hit, I got a call from the people I work with and they're like, we're going to slowly phase you out and move this position down to Dallas. And so I was like, this seems like it's in line with the transformation that needs to happen. And then as these other cycles kicked up in March and we all got to stay home, we were quarantined. That's when they were like, okay, it's over. And actually we're shutting the entire division down. And you know, if I didn't know the symbolism and if I didn't know what was happening in my chart, I would have freaked the fuck out. You know, like, what am I going to do? But knowing the symbolism, I was like, this is just part of that transformation that's happening. This is part of me being more authentic in my creative self-expression. This is me being more authentic in my life because I haven't been happy in this career for so long um, in an industry that I haven't been happy in for so long. So that's like one example of like how it can play out. You know, it's like, how can you be more authentic in that area of your life? Are you actually saying what you mean? Are you actually, you know, like there's just so many different ways it could play out depending on where it is. So is that awareness helping you uh, trust more? Um, I'd say 100%. Like this is coming from a recovering control freak. And I actually thought I could learn astrology to like better control my life, but um, uh, it's helping me know that I, I don't always know what's best. I don't always know, you know, but I trust the planets. Um, I start to sound like a crazy person sometimes. <laughs> like, you know, I, I'm, I trust the planets so much. Um, and it's helped me be more aware of signs, you know, of like signs and developments, like based on the themes of like what the planets represent and how they're talking to each other, you know, like it, it just helps you. I don't know, work through it, process it, and frame it in a way that's even more helpful for you to go through it. You know, it's about reframing things even. Are you gonna be the victim or are you gonna look at it and be like, okay, so I'm being pushed to move this way. How can I help that process along, you know? Um, I will say, uh, I don't think it makes you sound like a crazy person. <laughs> and I think that's not new age. I think it's time that we actually recognize that cycles are observable in every aspect of nature, from the planets, the cosmos, you know, to the smallest, you know, seasons. 
well, and going down into molecules and atoms and everything has cycles within cycles, like we live within cycles within cycles. And so what you're talking about and what you're trusting is, is cycles. I trust that summer's going to come. I trust that the fall is going to come. You know, it's, it's not um, uh, blindly trusting and, and saying that you know exactly what the outcomes are. You've already said earlier, that's not the case. That, that actually astrology points towards influences and a lot of it is up to us to what we do, but it does show us the cycles that we're in and how to engage them. So I just think it's really important that we actually own this and, and not say, you know, I know I sound like a crazy person, but actually say, you're crazy if you don't get it because <laughs> if you don't get it, it actually means you're not paying attention. You're not paying attention to how every single thing in the world, no, no, wait, every single thing in the universe, how it functions because there is nothing in the universe that's not functioning within a cycle of some sort or another. And we can observe those cycles. And as a matter of fact, it's how we grow our food. It's how we plan our lives. Like, you know, yeah. Yep, and we have somebody, yep, thanks. Every season, turn, turn, yep. <laughs> um, anyway, that's great. I just, you know, want to circle back and I guess uh, my last thing that I just wanted to go to, and, and I'm not really sure what my question is here, you know, it's that, uh, it's just to really bring it back and remember that, that um, people are really suffering, you know? And, and uh, uh, oh, I like that one too. Somebody just said, where your, where your attention goes, your energy flows. Sorry, distraction. <laughs> um, see, that's what happens when you open up the chat box. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, and I think part of, I mean, we're suffering on a lot of levels, right? Like, well, I guess one of the things I'll go to is, you know, the size of this epidemic, right? It's, it's, it's just affecting so many lives. And, and the thing is, we don't know where that, that ends and where that stops, you know? So we've talked a little bit about the, the, the cycle and the economy and this going on for a while. And, and even when you talked about March of 2021, <clears throat> you talked about the economy. I'm actually wanted to circle back to the, the uh, coronavirus itself. You know, is there anything astrologically? And, and again, it's not to put you on the spot. Maybe there isn't, but that you would say as far as what it has to say about this virus itself and and being able to get a handle on it, or you know, I mean, is that does that go to what you were saying before about December? I'm not sure what I'm asking, but I'm curious as to. <laughs> um, yeah, I think um, we'll we'll start to. I, I think overall we might start to see some relief in December, like in at the end of this year, um, as like some of the cycles wrap up, like we have one that's going on from like April to December, you know, and so, um, and there's a big cycle in the fall um, where I'm like, ooh, that looks like more outbreaks and we won't have a vaccine ready yet. So what, what are we gonna do? Um, and I think, um, it's interesting because I'm like, well, when when will there be a vaccine? When will um, testing be available so we can even kind of get started on things, you know? And so it it points to huge changes this year. And so I'm just going to leave it at that. Like we have these cycles kind of pointing out potential outbreaks in the fall. Um, things kind of chilling out, you know, maybe once there is a vaccine or around December or like maybe even into January, because it's not like exactly on that date all the time. Um, there's an influence and it starts to wane. Um, I think, okay. um, oh, go ahead. So if the fall is more outbreaks you're saying in the summer, you think we'll see a, a drop? 
I mean, which I know they're predicting anyway, but, but, but there's a potential that we'll see that, but you're saying further outbreak in the fall. Yeah, and I think um, it's also interesting because all the planets are going retrograde next month. All the big planets, you know, starting this month, Pluto is going retrograde. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like, oh, wow, they're all going retrograde at the same time. Like, is this kind of relaxing and like going back into a little bit, maybe it's a modified version of like how things were. All the tables are further apart. Only certain number of people allowed in a car on a train or you know, uh, maybe the beaches are closed, but we're allowed outside. Like it could be something like that. Um, there's a big Venus retrograde period in the summer as well. And I've heard other astrologers say we might all be indoors still, but you know, we're also looking at how the country shut down. Like it went in waves and there's still like some people that are like, well, they can go to religious gatherings. And it's like, no, we all affect each other. So we're even talking about borders of states, you know, like and if you travel from one state to another and that one shut down three weeks earlier, like, are you allowed in? Like, you know, these, these borders. And so I, I think this is where it's like, and this is frightening to say sometimes, but it's really up to how things are managed on a bigger level as well. That's going to really affect, because some states might be in quarantine through the summer, but New York might be okay, you know, like, so I'd have to look at it on a state level, which I haven't done. Um, you know what, basically what I'm going to say then is that the message I'm hearing from you is take care throughout this whole year. You know, even if the gates do open up, take care, stay present, don't relax too much. Don't look at it as something is over and move on. Actually get the lesson that, that from an astrological standpoint, what I got out of this show is the planets are telling us that it's time for change. It's time for growth. And we all have a part to play in that. And that's both in the sense of influencing the future that we're creating but all for in the world but also influencing our own future our own health and our own well-being by how we respond so you know don't just point the finger and say you're being irresponsible you're opening the doors be conscious in how you open your own doors and, and how you walk out in the world i mean i think that that's a lot of the message that i'm hearing through all of what you're talking about that's a great summary asa <laughs> yeah <I'm listening. laughs> Um, yeah, and I think, uh, I think if we do that, right, it also, if we take personal responsibility uh, that way, we are, as a, as, a, as a collective, we're going to be able to hold our leaders more accountable, right? If we're not just putting it on, well, we're the victims if they're not doing it, and we're just screwed or whatever, but if we're actually saying, like, no, we're actually going to take care, and we're going to set some of these parameters here, you know? Um, uh, and I think in some ways, you know, local leaders have done this. Oh, uh, yeah, look at Cuomo. He's like a star. Yeah, there's different ones that have stepped up, like Cuomo. But I also think individually, you know, uh, I think that there's there's our individual ability to do that as well, in a, in, in a way, in how we go out there. But take care throughout the year, basically. Yeah. So it's, it's funny, my read on it is that it's been, my, my psychic read on this has been that it would happen in waves and things would loosen up. But if it actually went too fast or it come back real fast um that we needed to take some responsibility with that uh that uh it definitely wasn't going to be as over as like we would see drops but it didn't necessarily mean that it stopped you know um same thing with the economy i think that the economy i think we're going to see certain things come back quickly i, I think that it's just the economy as a whole is going to be going through change so it's not necessarily that we're going to be living in a stable economy even though certain people in certain areas will be getting back to work so yeah, I think the, the makeup of the world is changing. And when we're in transition and change, we have to stay present in the transition and the change and not get 
not try to move to a fixed position too fast. Yeah. So, so then that's my last uh, question then would be, so based on the planets, you know, when are we out of this? When would you actually say we are clearly out of it from a planetary influence standpoint? Obviously what happens in the world and what we become will depend on the choices we make. Wait, repeat the first part again, Asa? So, so when, from a planetary standpoint, so, so really understanding that, you know, where our world goes, what we, what we create from this, you know, how we deal with those borders, all of that, we'll see based on the choices that we make in our society, right? But, but with that said, there are definitely the cycles of these planets that, you know, that, that kicked off that we're in and it's gonna end at a certain point. Right. So you said in, in, in March of 2021, we're still going to be dealing with economy and going forward. So so this whole cycle of transition of death, rebirth, destruction, transformation. Can you name when that ends in an astrological standpoint? Um, I think I would say December 21st. I would say that's of when. Year. Huh? Of this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then, it, it, oh, go ahead saying the March 20 March of 2021 it's a new cycle that the economy yeah yeah it's a new cycle that's starting that's about economic volatility um the we had the big kickoff that happened in January um we have this cycle Jupiter and Pluto they meet up three times through the course of the year April through December and that I mean if we think about the keywords um magnification of power or like um it could be massive death even you know massive transformation so we're like we just started that cycle you know and that's wrapping up in december and then jupiter and saturn meet up together in aquarius like at zero degrees aquarius so it's like really powerful and um in on the winter solstice and so that's beginning a whole new 20-year cycle around aquarius um you know like aquarius is like the reformers the humanitarians the individualists you know so i feel like and Saturn and Jupiter are involved in all this other stuff that are happening. So they're meeting up. Does that mean there'll be a vaccine or that they'll totally have a handle on the virus? I don't know, but I think by the end of the year, we will be in a, a definitely in a different position than we are now. And as far as like the fear around it and how separated we are, you know, and Saturn and Aquarius, that's also like uh, Aquarians are isolators. You know, they, they like to isolate themselves too. So it's like, We've wondered, like, is that a big theme coming up while Saturn's in Aquarius for two and a half years? I don't think we're going to be in isolation for two years, but there was a little bit about the individual as well. So, um, yeah, I would safely say the the feeling around all of this, the the way the the knowledge or the handling or like what our strategy is going to be moving forward. I would probably I feel like that'll be um, in a much better place by the end of the year, you know. Um, even as far as like, how will we handle outbreaks like this in the future? How will we actually prepare ourselves so that we don't have to do this again or be caught with our pants down? You know, like, um, I gotta so tell you, what, okay. that Aquarius, Saturn, sort of, you're talking about the isolation and, and sort of the individual. I think it's gonna have a lot to do with what's my part? What's my role? Who am I in the world and, and in, in all of this? I think that it's gonna be a lot of going within and and sort of um, finding our our personal role mm -hmm. about that in a different way. You know, we've thought about that as what am I going to do? What's my career? What's my job? I think that that how we think about it is going to change. You know, yeah, because that's Saturn and Aquarius 
my job, my career, like how are we going to, how am I going to support myself and all these things, capitalism. And then it's moving into Aquarius, which is like my people, you know, my brothers and sisters. And like, if you're not okay, we're all not okay. You know, um, they're just not as emotional. <laughs> that's it. And I think, that, but I think it's, it's that thinking of that in a higher level in another way. I think that's, what's coming in that. It's personal feeling. That's, that's where that cycle is going to go a lot. You know, maybe that'll just be for me, but I don't. I somehow don't think so. <laughs> no, I think you're. I, I think you, you're onto something, Asa. Uh, and somebody just asked the cycle that I talked about was the death, destruction, and rebirth. You know, so it's it's you know the the dying of the old, the destroying of what doesn't work, and the rebirth into the new, into what we're creating. Um, somebody just asked if I would repeat that. So, um, anyway, amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Um,